Welcome to the Art of the Dive. Game Week 15 just finished up, and Game Week 16 has a Friday deadline. Today, I'm here with Nick. Nick, how's it going, man? Hey, I'm good. I'm the only one on. Feels feels special. Just you and me cutting it up. It's not, well, it's not that special, though. I mean, but... It's kind of special. I don't know. I feel good about it. Like, Jake's (laughs) gone, Jim's gone, they've all retired. It's just you and me from here on... All right. Well, I, do you like that? I, Is I, that good? I would prefer. I guess I'd prefer it. Yeah, to Jake or Jim for sure. I mean, there's definitely that that we have. Yeah, <laughs> drama. That's fun. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, anyways, I guess we can get into it. So, <laughs> game week's rolling here. Uh, it just finished up. Kind of a long game week. Uh, with like it's felt stretched out. I don't know if that's true or not, but it just it felt like it was forever. Um, and we just finished up with the Arsenal and Everton game, which was pretty exciting. Uh, and now we already have a game, uh, a deadline coming up on, uh, on Friday. So I don't know, a lot of turnaround and, and really a lot of low scores this week and underperforming players and like mostly just depression in the FPL community. I do think, I don't know if this is true or not. It seems like it's about the same every year that like, this is that time of year where I don't know, it just sucks mostly. Oh, yeah. Is that true? I yeah. This this was the week where I was like, do I give up? Do I just, you know, stop playing FPL? Not on life. You I had mean, that moment. Did you have that? <laughs> you weren't going to kill yourself? <laughs> well, you gave me this look like uh where's he going with this? But no, no, I'm just thinking like every season I get to a point probably midway, start to have some bad game yeah. weeks. I'm like, "Nah, let's just throw in the towel, start making some crazy moves and and this was one of those weeks where it just didn't go well." Yeah, we actually had some we had some questions about it. So Alex wrote in, would it be better if everyone started each game week on 100 points? Ultimately, no difference, but it might stop everyone feeling disappointed in game weeks like this one. Mostly everyone is on about 30 points, feeling they are having a bad game week. If everyone were on 130 points, everyone would be happier. <laughs> That's a great way. That's a great. Uh, what yeah, about a million solved. points? What if we just all started with yeah. a million points? Yeah, I think that Alex maybe has set the bar too low. Right? Like, if you're going to do it, do like, it. Like, yeah, all the points. Right. I I do think it brings up kind of an interesting uh, an interesting point. You said that you were feeling uh, kind of sad this week. And wh- why does FPL make us so upset? Like, when we play it. it because it's kind of, it's kind of sad, right? It like, is, we're yeah. mostly all adults. It's a adults. fantasy game. Right. With made up points. And we get, right. With made up. And we get really upset. Players. Like, really made upset. Made up teams. Yeah. And we invest yeah. all of this emotional emotional baggage into the games and the performances. And then we feel yeah. really upset when things don't work out. I feel like FPL, I don't know if this is true or not, but with other fantasy sports, like players score, you know, points, generally speaking, in like fantasy basketball, for example, which we, we That's play. how fantasy sports work. Well, yeah. like, okay, so I, I, <laughs> I phrased that poorly, but what I'm trying to say is like in, in FPL, you get like two points generally, like your average score is yeah. like very yeah. limited and there's very limited ways you can score points from returns. So, you know, like you have a week where only two returns happen, you feel like shit. But like if you're playing fantasy basketball, there's more action, like your players yeah. are doing more things where you can still get excited about it. This one's just like, well, no one scored on my team. No one kept a clean sheet. There's no other way that they can score points. This is not fun. I suck. I'm going to kill myself like that. Yeah, that's kind of, that's what I experienced this weekend. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, well, there's less, because there's less scoring opportunities, there's, uh, therefore like a lot more variability in scores, right? Yeah. Like statistically? I would think so. And, and like the highs are very high and the lows are very low. Well, and there's a lot of average probably, right? Like there's a, probably a lot like right in the middle and you never feel happy with average. It's like not that exciting. Yeah. Like my player played 75 minutes. That yeah. feels not so good, you know, but right. that's like yeah, right. a pretty standard right. performance for a lot of FPL players. <laughs> yeah. I um, I was actually thinking on it. So this is the first game week in a, in a pretty long time, uh, at least this season that like I kind of it's interesting that you say that you were feeling shitty about it because you don't normally get like too wound up about it and I uh, I was feeling like I was getting upset like I was like actually like 
I was like raging. Yeah, I you saw, know? I I saw actually... the tweets that you put out. I, I was actually entertained by that. It was like, yeah, someone was like, Marco, it's six minutes into the game week. Like, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no, everything is bad. It's over. I'm done. <laughs> I, I was having like a weird moment. And uh, you know, what's funny is I've realized that I, uh, I, and I wonder if this is true of other people. I'd be interested to hear what other people say, but I think I found that I get most upset about the game when like other things are stressing me out. You know what I mean? Like I look like uh like like my job right now is it's good, everything's good at my work, but like but like it's kind of a little bit of a stressful time of the year because there's like a lot of deadlines for things that are going on. And so like I, I feel that w- when I get stressed about other stuff that then it kind of it, I don't know if that's true. It pours yeah, over. Does that make yeah, sense? No, that like, totally makes sense. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna have a little therapy session right now. You wanna? <laughs> How do you feel when you get stressed out? Talk about what's going through your head. No, I'm just kidding. But it is a. I want to rage. <laughs> 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 I think it's generally just a hard time of year. Like uh, the the holidays really kind of stress me out with family stuff, and and yeah. then there's all this fixture congestion. There's a lot of rotation with these teams. So it's like yeah. you can't stay ahead of trying to set your lineup and and have good weeks week in week out. Like, man, that Chelsea game was a really downer, downer way to start yeah. the week. Like, yeah, like uh, they well, and FP FPL ends up serving as like you said, you get stressed out like with family and stuff and work and uh, you know I said work and like FPL serves as a release I think for a lot of us, right? Like it's just like an excuse to watch soccer, be, but then yeah. like yeah. Yeah, but it's not then, right? It's just like, I hate everything. Yeah, it's, Burn it it's down. It's fine. We're just highly competitive people. Just the FPL community yeah, in general, we're, very we're competitive. S- we're so competitive that we sit on a computer all day and do nothing but, like, read about sports. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad. Uh, Marv writes in, when you feel like your season is starting to slip away, what's the best way to write the ship? Make aggressive moves and hits or try to be more patient? Um. That's a good question. I guess I've never had a bad FPL season in my entire <laughs> life. So, like, I don't, I don't know, know how to answer, answer that. Like, I'm sorry I'm not bad like you are, but, like, good luck. It's like a, it's like a job interview and they're like, what are your weaknesses? And I'm like, oh, man, I just, I care too much. <laughs> uh, my weakness is I have no weakness. Next question. <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> what do you i mean really what do you do do you do you do you get aggressive or no i mean i think to me to me yeah to me i i simplify it actually i've had some runs where i've had four or five six really bad game weeks in a row and it's starting to feel like things are bad normally what i'll do is i will try to save a transfer on purpose uh and then start looking at fixtures and try to get ahead of some fixtures because when you're losing and you're getting red arrows like game week after game week you do begin to to tread water a bit and you're kind of like i just want the next game week to come so i can quick get another transfer off and try to like fix a problem but like what often ends up happening is that they're very reactive transfers not like proactive or trying to like kind of get your team back on track wouldn't you agree oh yeah i think I had this experience last year where I wasn't on the Gundo train for a long time, was losing points there. It was like, I need to do something radical. And for whatever reason, I brought in Callum Robinson of West Brom as kind of like my <laughs> way out of left field differential pick and it did not work yeah. out. So, I think... Really? Yeah, I'm yeah. not surprising. Yeah. Uh, so, one of the things I, <clears throat> I've found this year is to try to be as template as possible and I know that's, yeah. that's like a, a taboo word in the FPL community, but like, honestly, the, the template, if the template does poorly, you know, you're not losing rank, but if it does well, you're, right. you're beating the guys who think they're beating the template by going with those differential, you know, the Calum Robinson right. players and, and whoever else is in there, you know? Well, especially uh, if you if your gamer or your overall rank's not good. Yeah. Like if your overall rank's not good, just template up and you're good, like get template. Pick the most owned players and just get on board. Yeah, and I, I this year also just go with the uh, the algorithm. So there's a couple free tools out there. There's FPL Review and there's uh, FPL Optimized. I've been using those all season to plan my team, and and we're not connected in any way to those tools. But it is it's really nice also to take kind of your own personal connection out of your team. Like, yeah, the algorithm told me to do this, and it didn't work out. But that's just kind of how it goes, yeah. you know. It's the computer's fault. Yeah. Beep, boop, beep, boop. <laughs> that, that's, yeah. Then you throw your computer out the window and, you you know, you don't hurt yourself or 
take it out on your pets or something. I don't know. Oh, is that what you do? I mean, no, 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 no. <laughs> Dude, you've got a baby. Like, what? what? We're good. We're good. I just throw my computer out of the window. You know, that, that's yeah, calling child services no, right now. No. Uh, how, um, how'd your team do this week, Nick? Uh, I did okay, I guess. Uh, let's see. All said and done, I was on 47 points, so slightly above the average, but, um, you know, was relying on those Chelsea defenders. They didn't come through. Regulon got injured like 20 minutes into the game and had to come off after getting a yellow card, so that wasn't great. Um, Pretty solid performance by him. Foden actually got a return, so that was cool. And uh, Embuemo, although he didn't make it into my team, unfortunately. But I did get Antonio in with his uh, assist, I think he had. So, like... You know, not a great performance, but not a terrible performance. But I, I red arrowed, so I'm at uh, let's see, seventy two thousand overall, if that's updated. Yeah. And it's just kind of a yeah, weird situation because it's like I'm in kind of a, a weird bracket in the top one hundred k where like uh, I move very very little each game week. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's part of being template, right? Yeah. Like that's going to be it, right? But so like, my, yeah. So top hundred k uh, averaged out at forty seven point four. Yeah. Um, and top 10K was 47.3 and top 1K was 47.6. So basically like everybody had about the same results uh, uh, because almost none of like the differential players really came through or like everybody got one differential yeah. uh, out of their team. So like just for example, like I got Gray and you got Antonio and that was it. Right, like everybody else was just like twos, or it's the same players that everybody owns. So yeah, I think the kind of the winners this week were probably those who had Sun and you know who captained yeah. him and stuff. That, but yeah, the, that's it. The template this really the, yeah, this, was boring and was not exciting and felt bad. No, yeah, it is what it yeah. is. I mean, I, I finished on forty six. Um, I had triple Chelsea defense, uh, so that worked out really well. I got one point between the three of them. Uh, which is pretty insane. Yeah. yeah. But, I think uh, West so Ham goes, is quite good, you know. They're I think they're yeah, they're yeah. very good and they're showing it and it's just one of those games where it didn't work out, but for the most part it will, you yeah. know. Yeah, probably. I mean we'll see. I don't think I'm gonna stay on triple Chelsea defense. I think I'm gonna start looking at moving off of that in the next couple game weeks. Um but for now it's probably okay. And yeah, and other than that, I didn't really have returns. I, I got really lucky. So uh Tony obviously didn't play with the COVID situation. He's gonna be out for sure game week sixteen and almost certainly game week seventeen. Hopefully he has like the fitness to come back in eighteen. I don't know if he will or not. Are you gonna keep him? Um, I don't know. I'm like, I have two freeze, so I can, I can do something, but I'm not exactly sure yet what that's going to be. Um, I guess we'll, we'll figure it out at some point. I don't really know what I'm going to do with my transfers, but I, I got gray in that. Like he subbed in. He was my first. Yeah, that worked sub. out really well. I mean, that. yeah, I got super lucky, but I'll take it. I needed something this week to like get me over the line. So how about that goal? Did you, what a did goal. Did you see it? Yeah, I was watching. I was actually, uh, I had come home early to just, just to watch like the last 30 minutes of it. Yeah. I was sitting on my bike. I was, I was getting a little biking, oh, in, nice, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm biking mm-hmm. V hard on the bike. And, uh, yeah. And I, I yelled when it happened. I was like, ah, get in, <laughs> you know, like very English of me, you know, I just love. So we have a group chat going and Jake comes in with, eh, that wasn't that great. Arsenal's defense just sucks. And then Jim's like, are you kidding? That was one of the best goals I've seen all season. Just classic right. Jake. I love that. And then then the, the conversation spiraled into Jake saying that he could score a brace every single game if he was as open as Gray was for that shot. So, Yeah, and for those that like haven't figured this out, out yet about Jacob, he uh, he will make like audacious claims like that from time to time. And he's not joking. And what's hilarious. No, he's not. Like, he will stand by them. I could do that. I could hit that shot, you know? And I'm like, Jake, you have neither the athletic prowess nor, like, the mental ability to receive the ball in that in that way and drive and strike it in that manner. And he'll be like, well, if I had that much time from the Arsenal defense, I could, <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, it's really fun. Um, yeah, that was pretty hilarious. Uh, all right, the dive, the dive team, the dive team. Uh, Art of the Hive. Finished on 42 points um, with 
uh, Alexander Arnold in the back and the kind of the standard like Sala, Rafinha, Antonio, and that's it. Obviously, Smith Rowe was hurt, so um, they, they missed out on him. But anyways, um, first like super average game week in some time for the for the squad, the Hive squad. They're doing well. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's been really good. Um, Wilson's been running most of it this year. I mean, Gaz, Gaz ran it almost all last year and Wilson's been running it this year. So if anyone wants to kind of like get in on that and help out with it, um, you can you can either if you're already part of it, you can do it in, in our discord or uh, you can join the patreon and we'll get you in there and, and kind of fun little crew over there so all right um i guess we do have to read we haven't done leagues in like a, a, a game week or two because of the um uh like we recorded before the leagues had updated yeah so yeah, we, should um, do that. we should probably we should probably yeah we should probably re- probably check that out um all right let's do psl and uh, league dive which one do you want to do I'll do the PSL Super League. I got it up here. All right. What are we doing? Top, right, you go top five, top ten? Yeah, top five. Yeah. All right. Top five. So fifth place, need a better hobby. Marvin Andre, that's fifth. And that's a funny team name given the conversation we had earlier. Uh, number four <laughs> is Bohemian Rap Sodoy, managed by Emma FPL. Then Marco, you're in third, Art of the Dive. Mm. And then do you know who's above you? Don't don't do that, Nick. Do you do you have a guess? I got a couple guesses, yeah, but I don't want to. I don't want to be part of the fun. All right, well, uh, best team name number one in team name number two in uh, the PSL Super League. Wet ass Pookie, managed by Bobby Love, Marco's arch enemy, okay. and yep. then uh, in number one, first place is the art of the the hive the hive team. So they're doing quite well. Obviously, Bobby Love is is better than Marco this season, so that's that's also a positive. Well done, everyone. It's not a positive. Why are you doing that? I like that. Bobby Love is kind of like my proxy of of the competition I wish I could impart on you. He like brought up that he um he brought up that he thought it was really cool that you thought he was cool. Like you said that last last time you were on the podcast. Like, this guy seems pretty cool or something. And he like liked he likes that. Well, I just like anyone who can get under your skin because usually you're pretty like confident and I'm like, yeah, I'm really good at everything. I'm the best. So anyone who kind of challenges that, that kind of, I like those kind of people, you know? <laughs> I like people that make you feel like lesser <laughs> of a person. That's kind of what I'm into these days. I mean, days. you know, just read between the lines. I, I think you're a great person. Yeah, I really look up to you. You're super Shut up, smart, All right. super talented, I'm gonna read. super attractive. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna wow, all right, game on. <laughs> it's one of those kind of nights. Wait, what, all wait, right. what did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. Uh all right. <laughs> the art of having so, uh, sex I'll on read... the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. If only people could see what we're seeing on this screen. If only. If only. Uh all right, league dive, top ten. Uh uh Xiao Epepe. Adam Diniz in 10th. Uh, in 9th, uh, 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 Sam Tiago Munez in 8th, the Jeraholics. In 7th, it's just a game. In 6th, it's easy as that. In 5th, A-D-F-C. Harry Dickinson is the name. Do you think that's his real name? I hope so. Yeah, that's a great name. Yeah, good good way to wake up to that every morning. Uh, in fourth, it is what it is. In third, uh, solid bing, solid boom. In second, mix bricks. And in first, Black Lives Mata uh, with 1,066 points and an overall rank of 233. Whoa. Damn. That's pretty good in the triple digis there, huh? That is impressive. Love that. Love that. Respect that. Respect that. Uh, I guess we should probably also pull up. We haven't looked for a while, like at um, like head-to-head stuff, have we? We we haven't done any of the leagues. I think because you're not beating Bobby. So um, if you wanna, <laughs> so then I'm just like ah yeah, I don't have time. No one cares about that. Moving on. Do the league. Uh, all right. Um, let's see. So let's see. Uh, okay. Um, standings overall right now. Marvin Andres in first in the head-to-head league. Um, I'm currently in second. Thomas Bracken's in third. Jake's actually in fourth, uh, which is pretty interesting because he only has like 900 points and a lot of people are beating him in overall points. And Bobby's in fifth. So good little league. Uh, I'm 10-0-4 right now in second. Wow, Marvin in 11-0-3. Just things lining up for him, huh? 
Just crushing it. I'm I'm surprised Jake is up there, but you know, everyone gets lucky every now and again, you know, every squirrel Hey-o. finds a nut or whatever they say. Every time Jake nuts a squirrel finds a nut. <laughs> I don't know what they say. Uh all right. Let's take um a really quick break when we come back. We got some questions from people. Stay tuned. Welcome back. Second half of the pod. Fun one to start off the second half here, Nick. You ready to rock? I'm ready. All right. So Bobby Love wrote in, this question is for all the hosts. <laughs> I love this. Fuck one, marry one, kill, mu- kill one, your other three pod co-hosts. <laughs> That's pretty good. Back, um, I don't know if you remember this, people that have listened to the pod for forever, in the first season that we did the pod, we had a section, uh, well, we had a section where we'd play a game with Jake every week. I don't know if you remember this, <laughs> but uh, they were all like games that were designed to make Jake uncomfortable. And one was uh, called fuck one add one drop one it was like an fpl game uh where i would present three players he had to add one to his team drop one from his team and then bang one and it was like really funny because jake is so like logical and analytical that he like he and and so uncomfortable with the idea of sex just in general that it was really hilarious <laughs> and like couldn't he like just couldn't work himself through it like it was a fun game so all right the three of us so it's uh for for do you want me to go first or do you want to go first uh i'll go first yeah that sounds fun all right <laughs> all right go ahead all right so uh, you know, a callback to earlier in our, our podcast episode. I'd probably have sex with Marco. <laughs> For those of you who have never seen him, he's he's very uh, tan, handsome, tall. He's he's basically like, the epitome of the tall, dark, and handsome fella. I don't like what's happening right yeah. now. <laughs> so, uh, that's an easy one. And then the marry one and kill one. I think I would kill Jim um, because he always gives me bad advice. It's just yeah. infuriating. Yeah, like, like, stop giving me advice. Don't tell me anything. Right. So I just need right. to silence him once and for all, you know? It's like, yeah, because if you'd marry him, it'd be like wives, you know? Like, <laughs> always trying to tell you what to do, you know? Everyone's <laughs> got one and they all stink. <laughs> That's uh, the same. Uh, okay, so, so that means I would marry. So wait, Jake. you're marrying Jake, though? I, you know, I think um, he'd be a good foil. You know, you, you opposites attract. He also doesn't seem like he would wear the pants in the relationship, so I could, you know, make him do stuff. Like, oh, yeah, that's Jake, true. Actually, the yeah. dishes are dirty. Right. Someone should clean those. <laughs> Is that the vo- that your husband voice? Is that like the voice you use as a husband? Yeah, Jake and I are, life? are married. I'm going to be using that voice a lot more, you know? Yeah. All right. All right. Fair. Um, all right. I'm up, I guess. So, it's easy for me. I would um, – I'd have sex with Jim 100%. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. No doubt about that. Um, Why, though? I, I'm not real. Uh, I, I think it would have to do with like, you know, he's kind of an awkward guy. You know, I like a really weird sexual <laughs> encounter. <laughs> I'm learning way more than I wanted to on, on the podcast tonight. Yeah, um, uh, I would definitely, I would marry you, Nick. Okay. I'd for sure marry you. Ooh. You seem like a fun, you're, you're, you know, you're a fun guy. You, uh, you know, and now that you said you wanted to have sex with me, like, I feel like it would uh, work. Yeah, that you know, makes a lot of out. sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd kill Jake in an instant. Like, I've been wanting to do that for years. So dream come true all right uh we should probably do fpl um so regulon doesn't have legs anymore that's kind of a downer huh yeah i i uh i thought it was funny that he posted on twitter immediately after he got injured and scored zero points for me that he was like hey i'm fine <laughs> don't worry it's cool my legs are fine and then i thought he's a french guy no, i too. don't know man regulon like i know yes, he's Spanish, don't but... worry <laughs> Maybe. I haven't lost my legs, but I am going to be fine. Like, so, <laughs> all right. I don't, I don't do accents quite as good as you, Marco. So, like, I'm, I'm doing uh, my best. Fair. He's from like the the Basque region or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, it's all the. Yeah, it's good enough. Yeah, that's good enough. Then. <laughs> so okay, that so was bullshit. Uh, it was like that was crazy though. It was like yeah, you're, was you're fine. Are you sure? Because you just like 
went off the game after 20 minutes. Like, that doesn't seem fine. Yeah. So, anyways, I, I drew a picture. I drew a picture. <laughs> yeah, with with no legs. Yeah. With him without legs. I thought that was really funny, but no one no one seemed to think it was that funny, except for, like, the three people I, that followed me. I had me. a good laugh, yeah. I had a good laugh. Uh, so, he, um, for people that don't know, he, he did go off really early in the match after a quick yellow card. There was talk before the game that he had some sort of quad something, like some sort of injury. But then, um, but then he goes off and he tweeted like immediately after the game, like, like two FPL owners, like, D- don't worry, FPL players, like, I'm going to be okay. Don't drop me yeah, or something like that. Don't sell me an FPL. It's just, just, like, what is that? Why, why you got to play games with me like that, you know? Yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Sell him. Um, Matt Hall writes in, this is thoughts on selling Sun for Ronaldo. I mean, I think the first thing I would say to that is they're not actually in the same position, Matt. And I realized that that would be hard for him. He doesn't know. Nick, don't laugh. He doesn't know. Matt doesn't know. And Poor Matt. the guy's a doctor, okay? Yeah, didn't he's he, got like a PhD. Didn't he win the, the league last year or something like that? Nick, no one knows. I mean, come on. No one remembers what happened last year. Okay. It was a COVID year. Not, it doesn't count. It doesn't count. Uh, so, yeah, uh, let's talk about the whole, like, Ronaldo thing. And then I think we should talk about Sun, too, because he's really the only, like, Spurs asset. First off, let me throw this out there. Did you see this news on Spurs? No. I don't know what it is, but I haven't there's, seen it. Well, there's talk that there's COVID in camp. Oh, really? Uh, like, eight. Eight guys missing right that got tested positive. It just like came out tonight, but there's like no there's no official statement from the club or coaches or players. But yeah, that's like the rumor oh, that eight I players are COVID positive. Something funny about that, like Kane has not been connected with his teammates, so he's right. he's right. avoided that's any I like right. that one. I right. I was like, wait, yeah. what's what's that talking about? But that makes sense now. Yeah, that's hilarious. That's what it's talking about. Yeah, Sun Sun is reported to be uh, amongst those players. That have oh, the so COVID. he's going to be out. Yeah, for like two game weeks, if he tested positive today, I don't know. Oh, well, that changes everything. So that's then. interesting. Yeah, <laughs> that changes everything. Uh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know the details on all of it. So let's assume Sun's healthy, just for the sake of hypotheticals and arguments. Okay, would you prefer just quite simply Sun or Ronaldo, given what's upcoming in terms of like fixtures and stuff? So I mentioned I use the algorithms to make these kinds of decisions. So Ronaldo is projected for the next five game weeks, averaging uh, over five points a game, um, 27 points. And Sun is projected 22, just under 23 points. So that right there would would be an indication that I would go Ronaldo over Sun. I think Man United's fixtures are pretty good. But what's uh, what's the deal with Ragnarok and how he's like you know running that team is it any different yeah that's what i yeah that's what i yeah. don't know and i don't i don't watch <laughs> enough man united to really know how he's being utilized and you know will he be rested with the the fixture congestion yeah i don't i don't know about that i can't answer that question for you i don't know enough about like what his history of of uh rotation is with players but I will say that he played a four-two-two-two, Jimmy's favorite formation, ah, the four, two, uh, two, in the game. Two, 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 two. <laughs> and he played uh, he played Ronaldo and Rashford up top together. And he did comment after the game, saying something along the lines of like how happy he was with Ronaldo's work rate and uh, and like positioning or something like that in the game. Uh, he Ronaldo played a full ninety minutes. Um, he also seems to think. Uh, he commented that Greenwood he thinks would play in one of those like two number 10 positions, you know, the second two. Uh, he thinks that he sees him more there, but also he could play up top like in place of Rashford. He he said he put uh, he put Rashford up there to be the guy to like track vertical balls, you know, like use his speed to try to break the line and get in. And Ronaldo's supposed to kind of work underneath, you know, and do more of the, the runs into space to try to score. So I don't know. I mean, I think I think Ronaldo's a good good pick somebody in line was say, uh, saying that there there's reports that um that R- ragnarik had to like agree with the board that R- ronaldo would be part of his plans or something like that like there was some sort of ronaldo has like, there was something in his contract that he must be the yeah the primary asset he must be the focal well, point I don't know of that's... the attack <laughs> i mean i'm not sure th- i uh, would you, you, I can you see put that. It past yeah. it? No, I can see yeah, that. Yeah, right. Like, like, I will only come yeah. there if I am the focal point. Is that another French guy? 
Did I do that again? <laughs> Every European is Nick's, French. Yeah, I was going to just say. <laughs> Nick's like, in my head, all European guys sound the same. <laughs> they all sound like them Frenchy guys. I don't know. They all the same. Uh, I love it. Um, I, don't, I don't know how to do a Portuguese accent um, without just sounding Spanish. So, I don't know. Uh, all right. So, a lot of people are talking about going from Kane to Ronaldo. I have flirted with it a little bit. Um, I've got right now, like this question of like, is the value play right now to have one premium guy, like just play off Sala and then put your money into other things? Or would it make sense to have like Ronaldo and Sala on your team? Do you have like any just initial thoughts on that? So Kane is the, the more highly owned kind of premium forward. And so I don't know, like, are we at the point where where we're saying that Kane is just kind of done? Like we're done with Kane? Is he? Are we not going to give him some <sighs> the time to get a goal? Because it's been a while, right? Um, well, yeah, he has one. He has one goal in the prim on the season. I, somebody was trying to make this argument about shot volume the other day that like his shot volume is increasing and in the last couple games, but shit, like statistically, is his XGI is like very average and. I would argue too. So like, all right, everybody's like, I test you, you know, and I always hate on the eye test. So when I watch him play and I would say, this is my eye test. Like he looks disinterested in the game. He's not making a lot of runs. He's not trying to get in behind. He's not peeling off defenders. Well, to like get into positions to receive the ball, to shoot. I know he's not like a forward. That's going to beat a lot of guys with pace, but like he's hardly touching the ball in dangerous areas. So instead of saying eye test, I would say I need to look at like how many penalty area touches is he getting? How many pressing actions is he committing per game? How many um, like max efforts is he putting in per match? Like those are the things I would want to see. But like just from watching the game, it doesn't look like he's doing many of those things. And it concerns me. And there's a lot of value tied in him. Like now West Ham's fixtures are good again. Like, do I just go back down to Antonio and then use the money to get a city mid in? And do I feel like that might be better? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of off the, the premium forwards. I'm just going to go budget forwards from here on. I think the only, so Kane's the most highly owned. So you could go differential with having Ronaldo and maybe make up some ground in, in overall rank just by having Ronaldo. If he, you know, fulfills his expectations, but you could also find value elsewhere. And that's, that's kind of where I'm at, where I'm looking at, you know, players like King or Antonio or, um, you know, Wilson or Pookie or something like that instead of those premium yeah. price forwards. I'm not very good at this it just game. Seems it's like it's what can... the computers tell me to do. Well, what does the computer say? What are the algorithms saying right now? Like with forwards, who who is projected to score points? So Antonio is looking like the highest projected forward in the next five game weeks, and that's on FPL Review. Um, Kane is the the next highest, but, um, you know, his value is pretty much in the tanker there. Uh, you know, you've got King, Jimenez, Wilson, Pookie up there. Um, uh, I, I just fucked that up. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I can't read the numbers that the algorithm's spitting out. Oh, I, no. Uh, I, I pulled the gym and just started the table incorrectly and was just saying things. Um, All right, well, fix it. Can you fix it? Yeah, okay. So, uh, Ronaldo is the highest projected forward at, at 27 points, or almost 28 points for the next five game weeks. And then the the next highest forward, um, let's see, you got Lukaku, 23 points. Uh, then you've got Antonio, and then Kane. Um, so, you know... Do you want to spend 12 on a, a premium forward? Right. Or do you want to spend uh, right. less and then allocate resources towards those mids? And there's a lot more mids and defenders who are projected uh, towards the top of the table. Yeah. So that's the next question that I have here is which like, so for example, City is like a, pl- a team that I'd like to get into. Which City mid do we get into? Do we need to get a City defender? And then finally, where's the value in like Chelsea right now? Because I have triple Chelsea defense and it's just, it's not been great for me. So do you have any thoughts just on like, I know that's three big, huge questions, but like maybe we just discuss those things briefly. No, I've gone around and around with the city mid. I've looked at all the data 
trying to figure out who, I mean, really it's just who's going to play and who's going to be kind of the, the person, the man of the match in, in the given situation. Cause the, the, the city mids have kind of rotated who's gotten the returns, who's even played, who's been injured. And I, I don't know if there's a, there's a single answer for that. It depends. I've looked at Bernardo, but then, you know, Bernardo doesn't have great underlying stats. Uh, Gundo right. has good underlying stats, but then it, you know, with KDB coming back, what's the situation there? Uh, I don't know. What do you do when there's that many unknowns? Do you just avoid it or do you just pick one and, and hope it works out? Uh, yeah, I don't know what to say on that one. I, I guess I'm trying to figure out what the best player to go with is. I, I don't know. I'm leaning right now towards Foden. I don't know if that's true or not. He has the best minutes per XGI. I know he's had some injury, right, and some fatigue and stuff, so he hasn't played as much. But, you know, like his, his minutes per XGI is 144, whereas like minutes per XGI for um, like Bernardo is at 222, which is still pretty good. But like, you know, it just seems like Foden, I don't know, and you watch Foden play, Jesus, like he's just he's every, ser- every yeah. ball he gets. I know. Every time he gets the ball, it's like he could serve it in for an assist or get a shot off or something. Bernardo has three goals from his last three shots, and everybody's like, XG is dead, Bernardo Silva. And it's like, <laughs> all right, well, it's not how it works, you fucking idiots. Like, yeah, uh, it's such a it's such it's a tough situation with so many good midfielders, and any of them can have a game where they score a couple goals on a couple shots. I have Foden. I like that Foden's playing on the wing. I like the fa- fact that Foden's playing on the wing, though. Yeah. More. I do like that. I have him. I've had him in my team since uh, Crystal Palace. So, after he scored 18 points against Brighton, I brought him in. And he's scored, like, a total of <laughs> maybe 15 points since then. So, yeah. I'm just going to hold him. And hopefully, you know, he turns it around after that injury and, and gets some playing time. And how about getting, like, off of Chelsea defenders and on to City defenders? Do you have any thoughts on that? No, I have no idea. I mean, I could see maybe a Diaz if if he can, you know, play game in, game out during the fixture congestion and they can keep clean sheets. I've been very surprised with City inability to keep clean sheets against some of the teams you would think that they would be able to handle pretty, pretty easily. Um, yeah. And that's been a downer. I mean... With Cancelo, I've had him in my team for for the past number of weeks, and they just have not been able to keep a clean sheet. You would think against Villa and Watford, like that, those would be two games where it'd be a classic City kind of run them off the pitch situation, but it hasn't yeah. been. And so, yeah, I don't know if it's a good move to go with a center back who will likely play every game <laughs> if they're not keeping those clean sheets. I don't know. Right? No, I, I mean, I get you. I. They're they're right now the in the last six game weeks the best in the league at three point five for expected goals conceded. They're second best in the league for expected goals conceded in open play at two point eight. G- guess the team that's in front of them. Last six game weeks, expected goals conceded open play. Brighton. Is that's it- a good guess. They're just behind them at three point six. Oh damn it! So City's at two point eight. They're at three point six. Who's, who's number one? I'll give you one more guess. One more guess. Uh, uh, Newcastle. Great guess, Nick. They're third last. Uh, Crystal <laughs> Palace right now, two point four. That is crazy, uh, that's huh? crazy. I mean, you know how we talk about like, all right, who's going to be the stinkers this year? Uh, in terms of the teams that are very terrible, and it's like, yeah, there's no consistency year to year. Crystal Palace is yeah. is fighting relegation last year, and then this year they're they're incredibly good defensively. They have everything figured out. They've got a bunch of young players. Uh, that's impressive. Does that translate yeah, into FPL got... points? <laughs> Not necessarily, but they have one of the worst expected goals conceded on set plays in the league right now, and that's what's that's what's killing them. I don't know if that's pens. I haven't watched many of their games, so I haven't either. Interesting though. Cool. Uh, well, the last thing in this little kind of like series of questions was where is the value in Chelsea right now? A lot of people talking about Mount uh, being a player to go to, um, trying to figure out do we stay on two Chelsea defenders? So they have the Club World Cup coming up in game week. Is that 24-25 or 23-24? I think it's 24-25 where they have the the blanks, right? Yeah, so they have, they'll have back-to-back blanks. 
um, which is going to be pretty tricky to handle, right? So, like, uh, and I know that's pretty far, that's far off too, right? It's game week 16. We probably shouldn't be planning for that, right? But, like, we got to keep in the back of our heads, right? That it's a thing, that it's happening. Yeah. Is there, is there, like, two defenders and mount, just two defenders, one defender, where are you at right now, and do you have a direction that you think you're going? So I have James and Alonzo, and the the Alonzo situation has been a little disappointing. I think the chances have been there and the opportunity's been there, but there have been no FPL points. Um, I've been looking at Mount based on what he's doing. It seems like he's he's producing. I don't know. Some people have Havertz. Um, I I don't know if I want to go with a Chelsea mid or just stick with the defenders, you know, ride the bad games and enjoy the the huge hauls that they do have when they do get those. And uh, when 24 and 25 come up, I don't know what I'm going to do with that. If I'll try to hold James through that and maybe just go with one Chelsea defender and because their, their fixtures after that look really nice as well. So it's, it's the kind of situations like, do you need to get them off your team? But like you said, it's it's a few game weeks away, so I don't know how far in advance we need to plan for that. Yeah, and Mount, honestly, like his expected goals per minute, like, you know, like in the last six or so game weeks is like, or his XGI per minute is like, it's good. He's at 251, but like all the city guys are better. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like Mount has been rotated a little bit I, I to me I don't see him any different than like any of the city players in terms of r- rotation potential, and they all have better statistics. So why would you? I don't know. Would you not go in that direction then? Yeah, I think City's fixtures look really nice um, coming up. Right, and sometimes it's better just to play the fixtures if you have two comparable players <laughs> who's got the better fixtures and hold them for that. You know, yeah. I think. The the quick transfers uh, hurt people when they're like, oh, I brought this guy in and he didn't perform. He's out. You know, sometimes right. you got to be patient with those picks. But um, yeah, whoever I would go with, I would keep them for several game weeks. So maybe it's maybe it's a city option instead of Mount. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was just throwing it out there. Those are kind of the big things on my mind more than anything. But we do have some more questions that people wrote in. Um, FPL Virgin writes in, is Rafinha a season keeper, glue guy, or should we play the fixtures and switch him out for Bowen? Uh, it's a great question. I've looked at Bowen. I've also looked at moving him up to like one of the city midfielders. They have a couple tough fixtures in a row in um, in Chelsea and then City, Arsenal, Liverpool, Aston Villa, who are now decent because of Gerrard. Um, so five, five games in a row that are like not great. Um, and leads have not been great, but he, his like, his like goal involvement for the squad is through the roof, right? Like I think something like 70% or something like that of all goals scored by leads, he plays a role. Um, he was good again this week. What are your thoughts on him? Uh, I don't like those fixtures. I think he would be one. Yeah. He's one player that I've had on my team for uh, probably since the beginning of the season. But at this point, I think I may move him. Um, that said, you know, Bamford coming back, does that change anything? I, the, the fixtures are the, the downer because Leeds is not a very good team. At least they aren't this year. And when you watch them, you just don't have a lot of confidence that they're going to score goals. So Bamford's back. And I know that that Bamford is kind of like a catalyst for Rafinha, but does that does that do anything for you with with the fixtures that they have coming up? And and you know West Ham's fixtures look so good. I would play the fixtures yeah. personally. It's easy. Like so, he's at six point seven. Like he's probably going to drop because people are going to play fixtures. So probably drop back to six six. And so like if you move him now, you're gonna you're gonna get him back at what you got him. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to lose value. Right. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. You're good to go. So. Um, Whitno writes in the African Cup of Nations takes place between the 9th of January and the 6th of February, affecting game weeks 22 and 23. A large number of players are scheduled to be playing, most notably Salah, uh, but also players integral to how their individual teams play. Dennis, Mendy, Zayic, Cornet, Sar, Mane, Bali, Saiz will be representing their countries. Although it is a long way off, how should we plan for these two FPL weeks without ripping up our teams, especially considering how we should set up our squads with or without 13 million Salah as a non-playing bench player. Uh, I, I mean, I think 
here I think it's simple. Like I'm not moving Salah. Right? Like we're not going to move yeah. him for that. So like you just you throw him on your bench and and everyone's almost everyone, not everyone, but a lot of people are going to play with have exactly 11 players playing, you know, or like right. a, or 10 guys playing and you just deal with it. You just bite the bullet. I don't I don't think that there needs to be a free hit. I don't think that you need to like overdo it with like planning transfers. I think 3 weeks out Four weeks out, I would save a transfer and carry it into that, like double that that two two game weeks of twenty two and twenty three, and then you know you you make maybe one move or something like that that kind of helps make sure you cover your guys. But I wouldn't do anything drastic, would you? No, that that makes a lot of sense. I mean, <coughs> so we're looking at two game weeks being lost due to the right. the competition. Um, I don't know. Would you would you free hit at all? in the the second week of those two or would you would you not want to waste it there i don't think so i think i think the free hit everybody some people not everybody a lot of people underestimate the value of a free hit later in the year to be combined with a wild card or something like that when we get these blanks and doubles that are going to be coming up and to me you know if you're missing i mean really look at that list of players i know there might be a few more that we're missing but like Worst case scenario, what are you going to have? Two? Yeah, that's true. On your team? Yeah, yeah. Maybe, th- maybe three if like you've got an interesting team set up. Like, but, but most likely you're going to be missing two guys for the game week. And yeah, there could be some rotation, you know, Chelsea or City or something. They rotate players and oh, now you're down to 10. But like at the end of the day, it's not going to kill your team. Just, I don't think we need to overthink it. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm underthinking it, but I don't think so. We, we shall see. I think. The, this time of year is very important to have playing subs on your team. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. a good strategy to go with. So, um, you know, don't have those throwaway 3.9 defenders that will never see the field, but make sure you have subs on your team. And, you know, if you can plan plan for it, that's ideal. Um, but, yeah, it might be a situation where you only get 10 guys or 11 guys play. But really, like you said, there's not – a ton of guys beyond, you know, Salah and Mane and a few handful of other guys who would maybe be affected. So it's not the kind of right. situation like the the World Cup uh, in Qatar. And I don't know how that's going to happen, but. Right. Yeah. And the other thing is most everyone will be dealing with the same issues you're dealing with. Everyone has Salah. So like it doesn't matter. Right. Right. Done. All right. Kendo writes in, worth bringing in Lewis from Southampton as cover for McCarthy and have two Southampton keepers for now with. 4.1 available for second keeper or replace McCarthy with 4.6 in the bank. Current reserve keeper non-playing. Oh, is McCarthy hurt? Did he get hurt? I don't know. Must have. Uh, just replace McCarthy. That's what I think. 4.6. You can find somebody at 4.6, can't you? Yeah, I mean, I don't have the, the, the numbers up here, but like there are a handful of playing 4.5 goalkeepers that you could probably replace them with. And I don't know. You know, I mean, Gaita Gaita could be good for for Crystal Palace. They have a handful of good fixtures coming up at four point six. I like him, and and the stats of the open play stuff is good. You could just move him over to Sanchez. Let Sanchez play. I mean, they have some tough fixtures coming up, not terrible, but like some tougher ones. Yeah. Um, that's probably what I would do. Just do one of those two things and be done with it. Um, two point oh yeah, is Brownhill a wasted fifth mid spot on the bench? The forwards are so bad this season. Would we be just better using the third bench spot for a four point five forward? I have been thinking about that. I've been thinking about just putting Kane down to like a four point five, like go to Scarlet or something, bury him on the end of the bench, and then just up like my four point five midfielder to somebody of worth. Um. I don't know if I'm going to do it, but it's something I'm definitely looking at. I don't know if there's anything else to talk about there, but... I mean, it kind of goes against what I said earlier about kind of making sure you have subs who play. So, I guess if you're going to go but the route... One, like, but one guy? What's your... Do you have a problem with one guy that's, like, not playing? I don't know, because they're... I mean, you can get Dennis for, like, one mil more. So, does that... Yeah, that's true. I would rather have playing... All you know, playing players at this point, and you can get a forward at five five or five seven or whatever it is at this point. But uh, I'm I'm very wary of a, a throwaway player in a, in a position like that. I don't know. Yeah. All right. That's fair. 
Um, that's all the questions we have. I, I, I don't have a lot more to cover this week. Do you have, um, I mean, who's your captain for the week? Is it going to be just Sala again or just, yeah, set and forget with Sala. I honestly haven't thought about the, the, the next game week here. I'm glad that it's not like on a Wednesday. So we have a little bit of time yeah. to figure that out, but I'm just kind of trying to figure if I'm going to make a transfer, hold a transfer, try to roll a transfer and, and get some flexibility. I say that every single week and every week I make a transfer. And I don't know if it's because <laughs> like, I just don't have the, uh, the capacity to, to, to handle that. Like I'm, I'm sitting there like, oh, I need to make a move. Like I can't do it. Um, but I've had so many issues, you know, Tony being out this, the Spurs situation, like there are things I feel like I should fix on my team, but I, I just, I, I don't know at this point. I'll probably just look at the algorithms, see what they tell me and just follow the computer. Beepity boopity beepity boopity. What should I do? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm gonna, um, I have to deal with either the Tony situation with him being out now two game weeks or the Kane situation with him being terrible, or the Rafinha situation with him being up against some really tough competition. Um, I also have MacArthur as my bench, like, 4.5 midfielder who's been hurt now for a while. He's supposed to be back this next game week, but I'm not sure if he will be. Um, So I do have a few little issues. Alonzo's flagged with a back injury, so... I've decided I'm probably just going to wait till the end of the game week. I do have two free transfers and point two in the bank. So I have a little bit of wiggle room. Um, I'm just going to wait to the end of the game week. I haven't really figured it out either. So very exciting. So exciting. Um, all right. That's all we got for today, Nick. Uh, you know, follow us on, di- uh, on Twitter at dive FPL and scream there to the dive. Um, you can download our podcast everywhere. Cause we're famous. <laughs> it's pretty fun. <laughs> um, FPL narwhal right in, Who's thrown more gourds? I reject that question. I reject it <laughs> vehemently. Yeah. So yeah, we're not even going to talk about That's it. That's a narwhal. stupid question. Whoever that is, stupid is an idiot. question. Idiot narwhal. <laughs> that was fun. We should <laughs> do that every pod. I agree. Um, all right. Uh, I think it's time to get out of here. I'm Marco. I'm Nick. There's no Jake here. And remember, you should dive. Okay, bye.